Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard. We have with us today Adam Liette. I think that's how you say your last name. Is that right? Okay, Nailed awesome. It. First time. <laughs> awesome. I, it's so funny. I love all the people that come onto my podcast, and sometimes I get so excited about the conversation, I don't even think about the enunciation of their names until I'm in jam. But so yes, Adam Liette, he is the um, founder of Smooth Operations. This is where he helps entrepreneurs be able to build inspiring teams. And with the tactics that he has in place, he has been able to help um, businesses over the last two years increase their um, income by 600%. So the systems he knows works. They're incredible. He shared a little bit with me on a different call that we had before he came onto my podcast. And I was so excited. Just the little tiny nuggets, I feel like are the true gems that we need to be paying attention to. Oftentimes we start going after the big new different changes and the big shiny objects. And it's really usually the little tiny things that we need to be changing. So welcome, Adam. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Wanda. It's such a pleasure to be here on this. We're recording it on a Friday afternoon. So it's like end of the week recording. Yes. It's always the best time to record <laughs> a podcast, I think. Yep. It ends the week with a very energized feeling. I agree. I love it. One of the things that I want to start off with before we get into everything is on um, my forum, when people come onto my show, they fill out all these different questions. And one of the questions I have is, what would you call this episode if it was... Uh, like a webinar, and just to get an idea of what the sense of what people are passionate about. And the thing Adam put was leadership is not your position. And that was such an intriguing statement. So I wanted to ask you, what, what does that mean to you? And why did you put that? Oh, I've forgotten what I wrote. So that's a good reminder. <laughs> um, but it's something it's actually a core tenet of what I of what I teach and how I, I view leadership. Um, you don't magically become a leader because you get a title to your name. That does not make you a leader. It does the lack of a title does not make you a leader as well. Leadership is something we do. It's a attitude that we bring into the workforce and into our team. You can have leaders at all levels of your company and it, it's there's not this magical thing that's going to happen because you slap CEO behind your name. <laughs> um, you need to develop your leadership skills and work at that. And when you do that, it's felt throughout your team. And just I've seen some amazing things from the most unexpected places on my teams because we install it as part of our culture. Yeah, that's really cool. And I totally agree with this idea that just because all of a sudden you have a name tag or a plaque or something that says CEO on it doesn't give you this automatic like oh, moment where you have all the abilities that a leader needs. Like you need to be able to have actual tools, actual understanding, and just this rhythmic patterns in your life that will enable you to continue to lead. So that is beautiful. I love that. Okay, so let's dive in. 
tell us, tell everybody a little bit more about what you do and why it stands out. For sure. So when I look at a business, I see a series of structures, a series of processes that happen repeatedly. That's really what drives a business. That what That's what creates revenue. That's what builds our teams. That's what does things like these podcast interviews. This is one big process that's repeated ad nauseum. The problem is a lot of times we look at businesses just as sales or just as our website or something like that. It's all these things that make that stuff happen that actually it's the engine behind the business. So when I got obsessed with this, I couldn't help but not see it absolutely everywhere. Um, <laughs> prior to all this, I was in the military, which is this whole like structure unto itself. Um, but as I left the military and I started working online, I was the fourth team member on a team uh, for a music education company. And we had no structures. Everything was kind of left to chance and everything therefore was kind of chaos. And the team grew, like we were able to grow our revenue but then something happened to me physically. I had been micromanaging and transactionally managing everything on the team. And it ended up having a very real physiological effect on my body. Mm -hmm. um, we were getting ready to run a major promotion, a Black Friday promotion nonetheless. And my entire body locked up. In wow. It was like everything came to fruition and suddenly my body's like we're not doing this anymore you have abused us too much i lost feelings in my fingers i couldn't think straight but we were 24 hours out from black friday so i was able to soldier on tough it through you know which i attribute to the fact that i was a special operator in the army i can do a lot of i can mind over matter is kind of a thing for me but it was such a moment in my life i go back to that time and how I felt completely helpless, alone on my, I was on a team, but I was alone. And I knew I never wanted to feel that way again. So I dedicated myself to learning how to build a support structure around not only me on the team, but around everybody on my team. And what happened to our team? We grew like leaps and bounds over the next two years. And now I'm kind of obsessed with teaching everybody these same tactics, these same tools, because uh, I know what they've done for me, for my business life, but also my personal life, my family life, my physical health and mental health. And it's kind of become a little bit of an obsession. Uh, I love that. And that is exactly what happens when you get passionate about one thing in one area of life. You start realizing it affects everything. It's everywhere. And um, this idea, though, that you were in a team, but you felt totally alone. That I think so many people can resonate because that is the culture that we have built in our society yeah. is you do it. If you want to succeed, it's all on you. It's all like we're very, very much in this culture of feeling like we have to hold all the pieces in order to be of worth. And that's that's not the case. It's so much more liberating and exciting and just you move faster when you know how to use all the pieces around you and when you can lean on each other. So that brings us beautifully into how do you apply that into your family? How does these um, things that you're passionate about and that you're noticing everywhere, how have you taken these skill sets um, and this realization into how you are a dad? 
Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing about getting obsessed with schedules and structure is it bleeds over into everything. Um, <laughs> so I have my end time of day when I shut down, when I actually do five minutes of breath work before I leave the office. Cause I, like most of you, I work from home, but we have to separate home from work, home from mm-hmm. the office. So I mean, so many people want to work from home because they want to be in their PJs and, you know, work on their couch. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I got my home office. That's what I go to. That's my workplace where I do my work. But when the end of the day comes, I go home. And even if it's just as simple as walking out of one room into the other, that is me coming home. And I leave my computer there. I'll leave the phone there. I'll take off this. You know, we have these watches now that give us text messages. I'll take it all off because there's the family time that it's dedicated where that's my time with our family. And despite the fact that I'm an entrepreneur, my wife's an entrepreneur, we still sit down every night for dinner at the kitchen table or if we're eating it in front of the TV or at least watching TV together. Like we're doing tonight because it's Friday night. Friday night is family movie night. We order a pizza and we all watch a, a family movie together. It's part of what we do. Um, all this is getting a little harder with the kids at their ages because they're starting to become teenagers. And, you know, that teenage thing happens where they're involved in stuff. But this has been what's really helped us govern our lives and make sure that uh, my wife and I are taking time for our family. And if if any time's going to be neglected, it's time between me and her. Uh, we're going to put our family first, especially at the the stage of life we're in where our kids are at this age. Wow. So there's a few things that I heard as you're talking about this is one, it's okay to have family dinner in front of the TV. I love, I love yeah. this because so many people I feel like right now are, are set on such a guilt trip of ever using electronics. And I'm like, this is the world we live in. This is not this curse. We can use it as a gift to continue to bring ourselves together. The second thing that I heard was there's a transition in life and in our day and in our, in our lives, your kids are about to be teenagers or they're turning teenagers or they are. (laughs) And they, Mm -hmm. that comes with different interests, different involvement, different like motivations that now, the family structure is changing and that that's not a bad thing. But if we ever get into this complacency of trying to find how do we, how do we get to life where it never changes? We're constantly going to be uh, (laughs) just. You'll be constantly disappointed. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. So, but the other thing, I love this um, uh, tradition that you have started of breathing before leaving your work. That's, Again, that's one of the little finite details that is so easy to just say, it's not a big deal. It's not that important. I don't need to do it because it's little. It's not going to be a big difference. But that little difference, that's huge. That So tell me a little bit more about why you came to that conclusion or because other people are going to have different ways of signing out mm-hmm. of work. So what was it for you specifically that made breathing the way for signing off? Yeah, that's such a good question. And there are multiple different ways. I have a friend that does guided meditation before he leaves the office. You know, everyone has their own thing. For me, I was involved in a coaching community with a very high performing coach. And we would do breath work together as part wow. of the community uh, was is every Friday afternoon. That's right. 
when I was in that community, every Friday afternoon, we did breath work together. And I just saw the physiological differences in my own life by doing breath work. Uh, the funny thing is, like, breath work is like the only mandatory, this must happen to keep you alive thing that we can control. You can't control yeah. your heartbeat. You can't control your internal body temperature. You can't control perspiration. You can control your breathing. And it's crazy that I, I cannot speak to this as an expert. I just know what it's done for me physiologically and mentally. Um, but explore breath work. And there's some amazing people out there that, that do just the, the most life changing work uh, that I would just encourage you to, to read into it. Um, five minutes will change your whole perspective. Yeah. It's so incredible that our body is this living machine that can do every single thing that we're trying to like, we're still trying to figure out how to build robots that can do what our body just does naturally. And yet we so seldom take the opportunity to utilize it because it's, it's so readily available to us. It's such a simple thing that it's easy to overlook. So definitely, definitely follow Adam's advice and go look up breathwork, go find out meditations. It's, I remember for me, it was such a, like, I don't know, irritating thing when people would bring up because I was like, that's not going to solve all my problems. And no, it doesn't solve all your problems, but it does give you back some control in your life. It does help you feel fulfilled more. It helps you find your center again. And that is, that's huge. So yeah. Let's dive in a little bit more about what are the tactics that you do right now with your business and what you teach people? How, what does that look like right now? Yeah, for sure. So we often put blockers in front of us when we're growing a business. We like, let's start with a, a mindset shift right here. The idea that no one else can do what you do as good as what you can do it. <laughs> that is false. There is always a way to teach someone what you do and how to do it well. The only things we can't outsource that we currently do is anything that needs our voice and our face. Everything else we can teach someone to do, we can teach them how we think about things, especially if it's tactical things that are just a matter of button pushing. You can teach that. Matter of fact, if you're really good at it, the better you are at it, the easier it is for you to teach it. Um, so rid yourself of the idea that you are the one who has to do everything. So that's really the first step of like really getting into this line of thinking and line of building support and process around yourself. Um, from there, I asked my students to do an in-depth time study. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Studies, I want to yeah, I yeah, want to stop yeah, you really quick. So this first step, this is so intriguing. With, okay, I love mindset things because really when somebody like challenges just a belief that has always been like, oh yeah, that's just how it is. And then somebody says it's not, it's like, wait, 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 what? How does that work? So I want to dive in like, what does that, mean for the people listening? Because I don't want anybody listening, walking away feeling like, oh, great, I'm totally irreplaceable. I'm totally like, I, there's nothing unique about me. I'm sure that is not what you're saying here. So what is it that we can, like, what is the balance there? What is, tell us more about this idea. This is so intriguing. Sure, we can dive in further. Um, What you're actually doing when you're telling yourself 
that you are the one person who can do this is you're holding on to an identity. You've created an identity around a physical task that you do. Um, I can tell you, let me, let me just tell you my own personal story of how I was able to do this shift. If I can just make it relate a little bit more and what it's enabled me to do that was ended up growing the company. I love, 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 love. Did I say love? I love email <laughs> marketing. I'm a nerd for email marketing and automation. It's awesome. You know, people say Confusionsoft. I'm like, no, I have a, I literally have the shirt that says I heart Infusionsoft. I love Infusionsoft. And I learned how to use it like the back of my hand to the point where I could say, legitimately, there are a few people in the world that can do Infusionsoft as well as I can. And yet, <laughs> and yet I had a coach again, go back to coaching. He had me do a time study, looked at it and said, you spend a lot of time in Infusionsoft. I'm like, yep, I do. It's what I do. He's like, great. Offload it. Excuse me. Wow. I'm an email marketer. That's what I do. He's like that. That's great. Wonderful. Offload it. I was mad. I was mad as all can be. I got off that call. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. And then I stopped to breathe a little bit. <clears throat> went, Wait a minute. Don't you pay this guy a lot of money to tell you what to do? Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. And so I SOP'd everything that I did in Infusionsoft. I taught a team member how to do it. It took me 60, no, 90 days to do this from start to finish. And suddenly it was off my desk. And with that, what else was off my desk? What, what, what was off my plate? My fulfillment of my identity. And it hurt. It was painful. What did I do then as the visionary entrepreneur that I know I am? I went in search of ways to fulfill that void I had created in my life, that discomfort I had created in my life. The pursuit of that led to an entire new revenue stream for the company that made an additional half million dollars in under six months. Wow. Because I had created discomfort and created a void. And best of all, I'm super proud of like what we did monetarily. But what I'm most proud of is the team member that I delegated it to. She confided in me. Six months later, you know, Adam, when you asked me to do that, I'll be honest, at that time, I was feeling like I really wasn't needed on the team. And I was thinking about leaving. Wow. And now I see just how much you trust me, how instrumental I am to this company. And I just want you to know, I really appreciate you bringing me up to that level and teaching me how to do that and trusting me to do that. Six months after that, she became the new director of operations as I stood, stepped aside to start my own business. She took over running the company for me, but she was thinking about leaving because I wasn't empowering her enough. That's so cool. That's incredible. And so, wow, this is, this is such a good, just open conversation about what are we doing when we think we have to do it all. We are, keeping ourselves from using our team. We are yep. uh, not just distancing ourselves from possible connections, 
but empowering other people to be able to do what we have learned so naturally. So that was beautiful. Thank you so much for diving a little bit deeper into that because that is truly something that I think everybody can start to see in their own lives and see where can we start, stop believing that we are the only source that's going to get it to the next level that we're go- we have to do all the pieces because our business, however good you are at it, whatever functions you're really super good at, it is not your identity. That is beautiful. Yeah. So thank you. Okay. So what's the next One step? One thing I'll add to that. And if, if anyone's still feeling a little bit of pressure over this, when you're delegating, you're not taking something off your desk. You're just elevating your role in it. So was Infusionsoft and email marketing completely off my desk? Nope. It just, I was, ta- I was delegating the tactical applications. I took mm-hmm. on a strategic role. So I was still involved in it, but my, my role and my own contribution elevated as well. Wow. I was able to and see now, things at a higher level, which is so cool. And, th- and now that you had freed up your brain capacity, because somebody else was already doing that, you had more brain to go towards being that tactical vision and and figuring it out. That's beautiful. Yes, definitely. So cool. So many cool things that we could do when we allow ourselves to let other people do what we, what we're so good at, even though like what you said, it's so painful. It's so painful. Sometimes I know, I know (laughs) it hurts. I do. I do. I know. (laughs) So what's the second step after they, after they realize like it is okay to delegate, it is okay to not believe that they are the driving force of everything. Mm-hmm. So we just we need to ha- have processes created. We need to be just documenting what we do. It's really easy to overthink it. And so what I want everyone, all the listeners just to start doing, don't think you need to drop everything and make this an imposition that you're going to do it all next week, but just consciously be screencasting everything that you do in the business. So if it's something as simple as preparing a newsletter to send to your list or posting something to Facebook, uh, when we document things just in a video format, we are creating the basis, the foundation for what will become our SOPs and what will become the processes that run the team going forward. It starts with us just collecting and documenting. Um, Do not overthink it at this point. If you're just using Camtasia or ScreenFlow or Loom, it doesn't have to be hard at this point, but start documenting what you're doing in the company. Beautiful. So this is this is so interesting. When we start to find like the processes and the tactical abilities to govern our business, and then we come back to our family life. How yes. uh, things about truth that I love, principles of truth, traditions of truth, they are consistent throughout all areas of life. So what do you do as a dad that has helped bring these principles over into being a dad of being able to use the team, the family team to move forward? Oh my, (laughs) it's a very good question. I, I might have my children on checklist. There might be checklists (laughs) in our house. That's awesome. (laughs) I love, love checklists. They might know dad's routines. They might all be routine oriented, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> okay, they they're all obsessed with routine. I that's my fault. I take full <laughs> responsibility for that. Um 
I'd say in general, as as a family unit, we we don't leave things to chance. We don't leave things to imposition. Uh, we're just very organized in how we work through things. Everyone has the, their chore list, and it's your chore on Monday, your chore on Tuesday, your chore on Wednesday. We, we have four children, and we go through this this rhythm, this pattern. Uh, business, like our life with our families, it is a pattern. It's a rhythm that we're establishing. And when we stay in a rhythm, people say they don't like habits. They don't like routines. We all love habits and routines. Even mm-hmm. if your routine is chaos, you've created a routine of <laughs> chaos. Most, The most uncomfortable family moments that we have are when we are in chaos. So if we get back to routine, if we get back to feeling like we know what's going on, then everything calms down. Everything becomes much more stable. Um, the kids don't get mad about doing homework if it's at the same p- time of day in the same place that we've set aside for them to do homework. Um, suddenly homework becomes easy. It doesn't become this big imp- you know, dictate that they're going to do their homework. They know they come home, they get 30 minutes, then they go do their homework. They know they're getting on the iPad. Well, they better hit the little timer that my wife has a bank of timers on the wall where (laughs) everyone has their their timer with their name on it and when they get on the ipad they have to hit start and it beeps at 20 minutes because it's time for them to get off um gosh now that you asked this question i'm like we have operationalized the heck out of our house this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) we should be studied (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well this is so intriguing to me just because just like you said, we are all creatures of habit. We love routines. We love patterns. But if you are like me, you would not ever know that because I am, I've always felt like a nomad. I've always felt just, I want to do things in the moment. I don't want to have a schedule. We, we did our 10 year anniversary a few months ago and on our anniversary, we thank you. But on our anniversary, we got the plane tickets and the hotel. And we had the rest, we had nothing else. I'm like, I do not want any deadlines. I do not want any structure. I do not want anything of what we have to be there. I just want to be able to walk through all the beautiful streets of Costa Rica and not worry about anything. And so that's what we did. And anytime we would walk by something that we felt like doing, we would just go and do it. And I love that. But that is a pattern, a very consistent pattern that I have created in my life. So don't worry if you're anybody listening and being like, oh, no, we don't have timers. We don't have calendars. We don't have a set time for homework. There is actually a way to create patterns that releases yes. the stress and helps your family out without extreme uh, categorizing everything. But for people like you, Adam, that's incredible. That is so awesome to, that you've you've utilized that. There's these two push and pulls. The one where it's like either feeling guilty about um not having a structure or feel get, feeling guilty for having it. You have right. seen your superpower inside your team, your family team. And that's exactly what you do in your business is you you unlock the abilities of each team member and then you bring it into the entire council together and just like in your family. So that's so cool. Tell us. I'm tell learning us things about myself while doing this interview. This is crazy. <laughs> I love it. Well, so tell us a little bit more um, just about the finite details of why you guys do the timing like what does the timing board look like what is that um 
how do you guys implement timers? Just because I want people to walk away from this conversation to have an actionable step that they can apply to their families. And then also mm-hmm. think about how the application can apply into their business to be able to can keep growing. Yeah, the timers are as low tech as you can possibly get. It's those little like $5 timers from Walmart mm-hmm. that you just hit ding on them. <laughs> and, you know, they're attached to the wall with some of that two-sided Velcro that you you can remove the timer if you want because the Velcro is on the wall and you just like put it on. Uh, and it's just literally just right by the door jam in the front room and they're just on the wall. And next to them is hooks where they hang up their 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 earbuds. Um, oh, cool! My my wife runs an in home daycare, so like she has to be super organized in the house uh, mm-hmm. to manage all the kids that come into the house every day. And so we just have hooks and labels and stuff everywhere. Uh, <laughs> my wife's a f- recovering preschool teacher, so that's what she did before uh, we had children. So it kind of came with her training and she just applied it now to our house. So I just, I, I, I have to admit, I fought it at first. Cause I'm like, this is crazy. And then I didn't because that, that fight lasted almost 35 seconds. And I realized, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> so I still <laughs> let her run the house and, and just say, yes, ma'am. And how can I help you dear? And that was the better solution. Well, this, I love like, just the finite details of you have hooks for the headphones and it's not an expensive timer. You don't have to get something fancy that is at all entertaining or anything with fancy gadgets. It's it's these details that help people start thinking outside the box and start thinking about like, what can we be doing? Um, do you have like name tags with each of the timers? Yeah, the name tag is on the timer itself. So just attached with one of those little what you call it? Name tag makers. Oh, cool. That's so cool. It fascinates me how there are so many unique traditions happening inside of every single home. And mm-hmm. they're so natural to us. But to other people, it's like, why do you do that? What's that about? What What's happening here? So that is so cool. I love that. So what scares has- me is when the kids graduate, like, and she doesn't have it. Like, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like what we talked about, it's a transition phase. Well, you'll be yes. uh, experimenting with that when that comes. I know there's so many, so many things down the road. Like, my world revolves around my kids. And already I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, they're young. It's going to be many years before they get out of the house. But what is that going to be like? And so it's good to think about. Okay, one last question, though, Adam, before mm-hmm. we go. What would be your advice for people who want to start utilizing their team, whether that's in their family, their friends, their work, their hobbies? How can they right now, very first, most simplest, basic step, what can they start doing to start using those? um, What's that word I'm looking for? The team that we have, our support system. There we go. How can they start using their support system instead of just knowing it's there? Very good question. I would say the first step is to increase your communication, increase your conversations and the depth of your conversations. When I run teams, even though we're remote, we communicate every single 
day, every day, whether it be us actually getting face to face in a Zoom call or posting videos into our Slack channel to each other, communicating that way. You increase the communication, you're going to increase the trust, you're going to increase the connection, you're going to increase the potential, and you're going to start seeing where everyone is. You're going to start getting an idea of how you can get more support. Open yourself up to asking for support. It's amazing what will happen when you have that type of communication cadence with your team and you jump on a call and you just have two things that you need help with and you say, hey, can anyone help me with this and this? If you've built that relationship with your team, it's going to be they're going to be fighting to who can raise their hand first because they're going to yeah. want to help you because you've built that relationship with them. We increase the depth of our relationships. We increase our support and everything else can come from that. Um, none of this stuff works. Processes, systems, playbooks, none of it works without communication. That is a central tenet. And in this in this culture of text messages and seven-second TikTok videos and micro content and all the various ways that we decrease our connection, increasing it, people notice. And it, it just creates a foundation that everything else can be built upon. What a good step forward. It's something that if if you're listening and feeling like, well, we don't have all the processes and we don't have all these different knickknacks and gadgets and all these things to build a strong team. Every single person in the world has what you just said to move forward is the communication. Increase yeah. your communication. That's incredible. I credit communication for the reason that I'm still married to this day. Uh, we've been married 16 years now, um, but I served. In Congratulations, the by the way. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I served for eight of those or 12 of those years in the army, including six combat deployments. We oh made God. it through six deployments while having four children. We made it together because my wife and I took deliberate time every day, even though I was on the other side of the world, I would get up at three o'clock in the morning, which was the convenient time for her to talk. And I would call her over wow. we're using Skype back then, um, <laughs> but I would call her on Skype if only for five to 10 minutes just to keep our communication open then. And when the kids started growing up and I would talk to the kids every day over over video chat, eventually we got to that point, but that kept our family close. And it, it made dad coming home being like, yay, dad's home. But there wasn't that huge, a lot of military families would go through this huge, huge transition phase when dad mm -hmm. comes home because dad hasn't been there and dad hasn't been involved. Because I was still involved, even though I was involved from afar, I was involved in communication, which enabled us to just seamlessly have dad come home, have dad leave again, have dad come home. We did it over and over again. Yeah. And I was still part of their lives. And then it it's it's a never-ending gift. That's so cool. So incredible. And definitely something that if anybody is hearing this and be like, well, that's too simple. That's too, that's not enough. Like I need something more. Adam has won two comma club awards. Like he has helped people do over 600% more in revenue just because 
of these communication skills and what he teaches and what he's doing. So Adam, if there's anybody here that's like, okay, I'm ready. I want to jump in. I want to know how you get teams running and doing what they're doing. Where can they find you? Great question. I have a podcast of my own. It's called the Smooth Operator Podcast. You can find it on all the major platforms. Um, and it's a labor of love. I, I absolutely adore the podcast. It's such a fun uh, medium. Um, you can find me on my website. It's uh, adamliet.com. I should spell that because this is an audio platform. A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E.com. Hit me up. I am an open book. I'm so looking forward to meeting all of you. And it's it's a pleasure to serve. It's a pleasure to be connected. And the more we can help each other. I got to tell you, this world is crazy. This world is nuts. No one is going to save us but each other. Um, so I know the value of my network, the value of my relationships continues to increase as the world gets more crazy. And I'm so looking forward to networking with you all as well. Incredible. Well, thank you again, Adam, for coming. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.